Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, October 27th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The new director of the St. Louis Department of Health will help lead the city out of the pandemic, which has lingered for more than a year and a half. The conversation may not be as simple and may not have as captive of an audience as we did then. Now there's a lot of, I'm tired, you're, her, you know, you've been hounding me about this, I'm done. So what do you do now? Dr. Madi Shlashwayo Davis talks to St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton in just a few minutes. The St. Louis County Council has approved a bill that would provide free lifetime health care for county employees who get the COVID-19 vaccine and then suffer serious illness or injury from the shots. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, County Executive Sam Page will veto the measure. The bill from Republican Councilman Tim Fitch does not define what it means for an employee to become injured or ill from a COVID-19 vaccine. Workers would have to undergo medical testing by a physician of the county's choice to claim the benefits. Federal data show serious complications from COVID-19 vaccines are extremely rare. Fitch did not explain the rationale for his legislation, but he opposed the vaccine mandate for county employees. However, that mandate includes an option for employees to get tested rather than get the vaccine. The measure passed on a 4-2 vote, with Chesterfield Democrat Kelly Dunaway absent. But she says she would not have supported it, meaning Page's veto will likely stand. I'm Rachel Lippman. St. Louis Public Radio. In another move, the county council is again on record opposing additional funding for the Loop Trolley. The council has voted to ask the local transit coordinating agency not to award a federal grant of more than $1 million to restart the trolley, which has not run in more than a year. The East-West Gateway Council of Governments will vote on that grant today. County Executive Sam Page recently changed his stance on the grant. He now says he can support it if the Bi-State Development Agency takes over operation of the trolley. Fair housing groups are speaking out against a proposed merger between Illinois-based First Midbank and St. Louis-based Jefferson Bank. St. Louis Equal Housing and Community Reinvestment Alliance co-chair Elizabeth Risch says her group and others are concerned that First Midbank has allegedly engaged in discriminatory lending in the area. In 2020 specifically, they had about 778 mortgage applications all across the region, and only 14 of those came from African-American borrowers, and they then originated or financed only seven of those. So that's like 1% of their mortgage lending. Rish made those comments yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. Her group is calling on the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis to block the merger. First Mid Bank says the information from the group does not accurately reflect its lending practices. Developers are still planning to use a historic church building in the Central West End for a gospel music museum. That's despite a fire at that church yesterday. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports. The steeple at Second Baptist Church on Kings Highway caught fire around 2.30 in the morning. About 60 firefighters contained the fire and no one was injured. Developers announced a plan in August to use the church for a gospel music hall of fame dedicated to the history of the music. Lynn Woods is president of the Gospel Music Hall of Fame, Missouri. She says the fire may push back the development, but they are still committed to it. We're a little bit upset or a little bit saddened by it, but it doesn't deter us from our goal and we're pushing forward and 
and making this a tourist destination. The cause of the fire is unknown. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. A pontoon beach police officer has died after a shooting yesterday at a gas station. Tyler Timmons approached what he suspected was a stolen vehicle at a gas station along Illinois Route 111 when a male suspect started firing. Illinois State Police say the suspect's name has not been released. Timmons was an officer in Madison County for 14 years. He was 36. Dr. Madi Shlashwayo-Davis, an infectious disease specialist who's been a leading public health voice during the pandemic, was officially sworn in as the St. Louis Health Director this month. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fentum asks Shlashwayo-Davis about the pandemic response and what she learned from a weeks-long listening tour with city leaders. I've learned that uh, before you can talk about what you want to do externally, you have to make sure that things internally are both stable and in order. Unfortunately, you know, the health department, as have other health departments across the country, have suffered from a lot of turnover, burnout, and we are limited in what we can do because of how overwhelming the ask of the work is as well. Primarily, I have to focus on making sure that the wellness of the department is intact. The next thing that has come out of that listening tour is how everyone agrees with me that Um, our priority for the health department has to center equity in everything that we do. We have seen very clear data and statistics during this pandemic around how um, the most vulnerable communities, uh, black and brown communities, have been disproportionately impacted in every way across this pandemic. and how that hurts our cities and our communities ultimately. So one of the things you said was among your top priorities was increasing vaccination rates. Have you seen any improvements in people's opinions about the COVID-19 vaccine in the past few months? Like what, what issues are you seeing around people getting vaccinated? When we developed this vaccine, um, in preparation for the rollout, we started to do education. And at that time, the questions were very basic. How was this vaccine made? What are the side effects? Is it even safe? The conversation may not be as simple and may not have as captive of an audience as we did then. Now there's a lot of, I'm tired, you're her, you know, you've been hounding me about this, I'm done. So what do you do now? Because we still need to educate this public, but we need to understand that um, and, and empathize with the fact that they are, they are tired. They've been dealing with this for a long time. They have had expectations that haven't been met. You know, I think the way that we're addressing those questions now is they've heard this, but they still don't believe it. And so it's more so around um, building trust and making sure people understand where that information is coming from and why it's correct. But there's also a lot of burnout, right? So we're getting a lot of, I'm, I'm done with this conversation. I'm tired of addressing this. And so COVID won't last forever hopefully. Um, What are some of the other health issues in the city that you want to address beyond the pandemic? Um, There are priorities that exist. Um, So health issues related to gun violence um, being one of those. Um, In regards to gun violence, we know that this has been an area of great concern for the city. And it is a priority of not only the health department and this administration. So that is an area that I think is important. 
Another area that is very important to me is behavioral health. We know that this is an area of concern um, across the board, but specifically can be difficult to address um, in certain cultures where it is not the norm to talk about um, mental illness. Lastly, sexually transmitted infections. We would like to make sure that we are um, addressing this in a way that provides um, information, testing, and treatment, as well as uh, training for folks in healthcare. So it sounds like a lot of what you're talking about is people-to-people communication, education, outreach. How exactly do you do that? What does that look like in real life? Unfortunately, we know through our work on disparities that not everybody has access to information in equitable ways. Not everyone has a working phone. Not everyone has working internet and can get to our website. So what do you do in those cases? And again, this is where partnerships with community organizations are key. There are places that people go to for their day-to-day lives um, that if we partner with, we can then get to them and have these conversations. And what's better about that approach is that it's in places that they feel safe, places where they feel like, okay, this is a place that I can trust the people that I'm getting information from. That was St. Louis Health Director Dr. Madi Shlashwayo Davis speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.